This video is brought to you by Rocket Money and Babbel. Well, let's find out what's going on and why this is JLo's best performance ever outside of the wedding planner. All right, Reject Nation. Well, we just watched Selena. What year does it come out, John? Say on Amazon. Must do. Yeah, 97. 97. Feels like a 90s movie. It does. It feels, feels like, like 90s. A specifically a Warner Brothers 90s movie. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, I learned um, uh, a, decent, a decent chunk of information moments before watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> because it had been on the agenda for, uh, for all week. Because um, I heard that that J Lo movie called "This Is Me Right Now" or something, I think is what it's called, okay. uh, is coming out, and and then I was looking through recommendations, and then one of them was Selena, so I was like, ah, you know, algorithm. That sounds like a good fit. Why not? Sure. And uh, told the wife I was going to watch it. She's Latina. She was not happy that I was going to watch it without her, and I said, "Woman." I must watch this with a camera pointed at me. <laughs> yeah, it's too good to pass. <laughs> and and uh, I asked her what she thought about it, and she, you know, mentioned that yeah, like it's a, it's a it's a. I was typing Jennifer Williams for some reason. There you go. Uh, so it's not a fill for you. <laughs> what is that movie called? Oh, it's not out yet. So that's why it's not here. You sure. Have a trail. Oh, is that it right there? No, no, no. That's <laughs> Ben and Jen. Okay, so. Um, yeah, then I I didn't know she, I didn't know she suffered the fate that she that that was that happened. I didn't know she was murdered. Yeah, you know I, I assumed she had passed. So I learned that moments before watching it. Sure. And I learned moments later there's also a documentary coming out. There's like moments before I watched this, and I was like, wow. I mean, part of me selfishly was going, I kind of wish I didn't know that. Hmm. You know, but but it does. I actually am glad that that, that I was told that because it does put it in a very specific kind of lens as most people who watch this probably know that. At bare yeah. minimum, yeah. I imagine I'm like one of the few who didn't know that. You literally and, called me up and you were like, what do you know about Sophia? Yeah, I was like, and I was like, I know she's a musician and she met an untimely And by fate. calling John yeah. up, I mean, I was in over there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what are you like? Well, I guess everyone already knows he this is not a big from deal. the other building. Yeah. <laughs> do you, what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 uh, I, I, I didn't know anything about, I wasn't even sure what songs of hers that I had known before. And I heard there was a documentary coming out about her. And and then because I was looking up at Selena where it's available and then it had straight up there's a documentary coming out about her and it says that she you know she died and it has something to do with and I I'm, the name Yolanda kept popping up to me and I think it's about Yolanda I think it's from her perspective or something I don't I don't know I didn't look I didn't want to read any more information we've got puzzle pieces because the one thing I have seen about the upcoming documentary I didn't even see the title or, or like re really kind of grasp who was involved but it was something about like you know I deserve to tell my side of the story now or something so. That makes sense. Now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that makes sense. And uh, I just expected kind of a run-of-the-mill biopic with great performances from specifically Jen. I, I mainly just wanted to check it out for the Jennifer Lopez performance. Yeah. And I was, like, curious enough to, to be like, who's Selena? Because I, of course, heard her name before. Yeah, it feels like a, a cultural figure you should 
fill in yeah, the blank on it. I'm telling you, did not make my wife happy how little I am. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I so this is a bad And as someone who's grown up around many Latino, Latina people, a lot of Mexican families, yeah. <laughs> I was like, whew. Glad this information never just got out of me. That yeah. I did not know Selena. Glad I didn't say this at the at the barbecue. <laughs> so <laughs> at the fun, at the function with everybody around. So um it actually made me appreciate the movie a lot more. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, when the when when the death does happen, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. And that's kind of the way how people in real life must have been hit, you know, with it. Yeah. Where it's just so unexpected. And I'm sure for her, without knowing the details, maybe like I can't imagine she anticipated it was going to happen to her either, you know. And the movie is not about exploiting the tragedy, nor no. is it really a, a build up to it. Like it just it just happens, <laughs> you know. And that's a big part of what made me respect the journey that much more. And I feel like if I actually didn't get that piece of information, I might've been so fixated on mm. the death of like, what, 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 that it made me appreciate what a movie seemed like it was intending to do, mm. which was showcase even with the dad where, I thought this was going to be an exploit, like, okay, not, not exploitive, but a, as the movie was going of, oh, here's where the real tragedy of her life is her dad. And, you know, and, and the movie does show that there was these, uh, you know, selfish, abusive tendencies, uh, but it still was a lot of love though. It was still a, a lot of understanding Ultimately, it seems like it was a, from what the movie's telling me, I don't know the real story, or the movie's yeah. telling me that, and I'm glad that the movie takes the approach only for the fact that, again, it, it, for someone like myself, or John, who doesn't really know anything about her either, to take in the story of like, oh, the the take we have is like, well, this woman was full of love and light and, and joy and life and... Yeah. and um, optimism a dreamer hopeful giving care like all these great qualities and about and she was all about family too you know so i i think for a biopic as someone has seen quite a few it was like refreshing for that fact like oh, it's just like you really capture like the good part. Even when you think it's gonna go like oh, here's where we're gonna go dark tragic tale, follow the uh, dad, and I'm like oh whoa, uh, he he forgives and uh, he understands and he recognizes his shortcomings and his faults and 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 the things he was projecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised by this journey. I I wasn't I I was curious, but admittedly I wasn't. Super interested. It's been a movie that has been on the list for a while for a reason, sure. and it just seemed like good timing to cover now. And I always go in with an open mind by the time it starts, but it's one that I haven't particularly been the most intrigued in checking out. And I was very much surprised by while there's stuff that feels dated, while there's moments of dialogue that feel very movie and soap opera y, it's from the 90s. <laughs> and it was still like very impactful and very uh, heartfelt and uh, 
you know, I I haven't touched on performances because I'm hey. giving you stuff here, John. Oh, thanks. But yeah. There were some performances in the movie. Yeah, they were okay. They were well, I mean, this was probably the weakest part of the movie. Was the actors yeah. <laughs> who had to do justice to all these real life Definitely people. the part of it that had the, the, the held me back from sure. really enjoying the movie. I would have connected had it not been for the entire cast of players on screen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe they should have been white. Yeah, if you know, I could have seen myself in all of them if that yeah. had been the case. Or white passing Latinos. I couldn't understand what then. any of them were saying the whole movie. And it was distracting. Until she said she was excited. That's the one line I understood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway... This is one of my favorite. How about clarify that we're totally joking? We should double down. Okay. And start nitpicking the performances okay. specifically. I think details. we ought to boycott Jennifer Lewis <laughs> for oh, her work here. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> nah, yeah. Since, since satire and, and fun and around aside, this is one of my favorite kinds of movie experiences that I always hope will inspire me to a greater degree just as a person who loves films in general because like you know we sat down to watch this and yeah like you know the the other various circumstances of the day and again not having a super big you know uh, entry point or or point of knowledge you know i came in mostly with curiosity but yeah i wasn't like i can't wait to watch this movie and uh it sounded like it was gonna be really dreary Like it could be dreary or like it could be super dated or something like, yeah, Yeah. you know, when you're when you're not really kind of again in with the context. Yeah, it can kind of feel like, ah, maybe this will be a bit of a chore. And then so quickly into the experience, I was gripped by I I think it was like by the like the second or third shot when they when they switched that really slowed down film look when she's in the hallway about to go out to that big performance. And then it like. The aspect ratio merges, yeah, yeah. like merges into like okay, now we're in like docu style walking through this, and like even Mm. though that visual transition was like a little bit jarring, like it it still spoke to in such a quick and immediate fashion, like the amount of craftsmanship on display across the movie, and it's funny having just watched again different kind of thing, uh, obviously, but having just watched a movie like Elvis. Uh, which, you know, is detailing a different rise and fall in a different set of circumstances, but it's also trying to do something this movie is paving a way for in terms of biopics, which is drawing in so much different kinds of imagery and and thus necessitating a bunch of different approaches to filmmaking to achieve all that and to kind of put you in the moment. But whereas a movie like that is like so kind of, there's just so much happening and so much style and so much, you know, you can, you can, be swept up in it but you also kind of have to look at just how ornate the whole thing is and be like i gotta stand 10 feet away from this and just admire the cacophony whereas something like this manages to take so much rich just again like artistry and weave it across a story that yeah is like a linear tale of somebody's life but that doesn't feel I wasn't thinking to walk hard the whole time, you know, which is like easy to do during certain biopics, even during good ones. And yeah, like I think that it is largely to the credit. I can't really credit one department more than any other because like the actors are terrific and I really loved. I mean, they just you have to imagine they must have spent so much time, 
together forming the family dynamic you you were pointing out like the way they cross talk over each other and the way that you know especially in those early scenes when it's just dad and the kids or mom and dad and the kid like so many of those dynamics even in the moments where you can feel like oh yeah these are child actors or whatever they still have this like energy that is very tangible and feels very natural and and like again selena obviously as a performance has to be breathtaking and i thought yeah like this this blew me away in terms of like you know i don't know much about jennifer lopez's acting career uh and you know people obviously love to point at geely and and you know fun around and make jokes but like this yeah like i thought she transformed you ever seen hustlers oh uh yeah 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 i saw hustlers so hot Right? Yeah, I saw Hustlers. Yes, because she's like the 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 one who's like Mama Stripper. The, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So I've seen that one. And I liked her in that movie. <laughs> I don't know if that's her character. <laughs> she's Mama Stripper. I've always known her as Mama Stripper. In no, but but you say that and I, get, and I know who you're talking about. So like I've seen that performance, but I haven't seen like The Cell, and I haven't seen uh, Julie, and I haven't seen uh, Made in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. <laughs> the Wedding Planner. Well, Wedding Planner. No. Enough. No. She's. Is it the boxing movie? The fighting movie? Uh, it's actually, she's in a domestically violent relationship, so she learns how to box because she's had enough. Oh, that's right. She's had enough. That's right. Haven't seen the movie, but I remember the trailer very well. <laughs> sure. No, I can see it now. I can see I that. Like, this trailer just told me everything. Doesn't she like cut her hair and get all yeah, like tough yeah, looking yeah, yeah, and she yeah, yeah. the hoodie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Man in Manhattan, she falls in love with Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Clearly, I'm missing seen, out on this. We're going on a Jennifer I Lopez filmography. Man in Manhattan, haven't seen Buddy Platter, haven't seen all these movies. Yeah, we got so much but, to catch up on. Seen all the trailers and they've stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, and, and like the the way all these actors, like Jennifer Lopez and Edward James Olmos, I thought he had to tow. Like everybody had to tow these really great lines, and like you don't spend as much like intimate personal time with her siblings, but like all of them feel real and they feel like the kids we saw earlier, especially the sister who plays the drums and and whatnot. But like so many times in the drama of the movie, like I appreciate it. And again, you know, just taking the movie at face value for what it is communicating. Like I thought it felt uh, partly it managed to dodge a lot of the, the, you know, pitfalls of biopicking just because it felt like life kind of like there were lines that feel Hollywood to like clearly clue you into like, Oh, she's on top of the world. Something bad's about to happen. But like the actual conflicts and the actual relationships felt very natural. And so you have those dynamics between dad and the kids and you can see both the you know the sides of that that are a bit oppressive or abusive or draconian or whatever but like i don't know they didn't ever feel the need to go too oversaturated melodramatic with like you're a monster like you get where he's coming from and you know enough about him to be scared when she goes off and like gets hitched with chris but also it's perfectly believable the way everybody, the way the script, the way the direction, the way the performances go when he is like, no, this is such a weight off and I'm happy for you and you did the right thing. Like, and, and that's a moment where I'm like, this doesn't feel like a hackneyed movie moment. And like even with her mom, there were so many times where I was like, you know, it's easy. A mom character and she doesn't have a ton to, to do plot wise here, but like, you know, can easily become the sort of like. 
again, stereotype, like, you're leaving me here with the kids, do we? You know, uh, whereas here, like, there were moments where, again, you know, you feel the power dynamic that she is under and the way in which she can console and guide Selena in a way that her dad can't, the way she can fill in yeah, those gaps definitely. and stuff like that. And the way, yeah, she gets the dance from her mom. She gets the music from her dad and the way her dad is always, yeah, like kind of in a haphazard way, in a way where you could easily see how this could go terribly wrong. Like he's got these big dreams. You see where she gets that and he is able to kind of push. And it does ask that question of like, how much should we push the kids? You know, if this greatness is possible and that's kind of how you do it. And like, there are ethical questions and it didn't feel the need to be like, Oh man, this is grim, but you do at least wonder, like, you know, they are kind of missing out on childhood, you know, but it doesn't seem like it's the worst version of that or the most like this needs to stop, you know? So yeah, just the whole portrait felt really lovely and, and warm and human. And, and the only time that kind of broke apart for me was toward the end. But at the same time, I feel like it's part of the point of the way the movie's constructed where this Yolanda person is just sort of like a person that pops up once they open the salon. And then, you know, you see her a few other times. So like kind of everything she does when she is focused on is sort of pointed and you're like, wait a minute, why, what is up with you and why are we putting so much focus on you? But it also must in real life have felt like, yeah, you know, we've gotten our, our, um, you know, business and our, you know, show and everything up to this. We have so many modes of business and everything that, yeah, you must be like bringing people in who you don't know deep down quite as well. And so, yeah, I could imagine how this might blindside somebody both in the actual tragic event at the end, but also just like the way this person found their way into the inner circle to be in the position to, you know, carry this out in the first place. And I mean, granted, it's not from her perspective. So part of me at the end was a bit curious about more of the context of like, why did the, this woman who clearly has some sort of attachment to Selena that isn't quite reciprocated the way she thinks she is, where she's like, she's my best friend. Like, I, I like that at the end when she's in the car, like you clearly see this woman is in a state of anguish. Maybe she's not fully. I think she panicked and made a mistake. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but in that moment, I was sitting there going like, you know, what is going on with this person? Not just like, ah, you know, obviously I'm not saying like she's in any way excusable for, for what has happened, but it didn't read like, Oh, cartoon villainy or, or like, Oh, you know, that's the movies approach. We don't know Jack about what it's like really the real life. Like what is even true in her not? No, totally. Yeah. yeah. Just taking again, the movie at, at face value. Um, but even that, like, even though that was a bit of a, structural kind of blindside or, or a moment where I was kind of seeing the filmmaking or the choices of the plotting a bit more, even that still carried the same level of care that the rest of the movie did without, you know, doing too much of like, Oh, let's give a real sympathetic dive into this person or, or whatever, you know, which I'm sure this upcoming documentary will attempt to do. And I don't even know how to feel about the Mm -hmm. prospect of thinking about that at the moment. Um, but yeah, uh, just all of that plus the way like the editing was so engaged and the sound design and the sound mix for the most part, you know, was really lovely and well handled between the music but also the times music is all about is just as much about where you don't put notes as where you do and I thought the soundscape of the movie embraced that idea and uh, and yeah, like as a as a 
piece, this really felt like everybody came together and crafted something with love. All right, Reject Nation, let's get real for a moment. Running this channel is incredible, but managing finances, especially taxes and budgeting, both for the channel and my personal life, can be overwhelming. That's where Rocket Money has been a financial lifesaver for me, even before I ever partnered up with them. Like I said, I've been very fortunate to be working with brands whose products I already use, so it's a win-win for them. But it can be a win-win for you too, because there's a reason I use them. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that simplifies managing money by canceling unnecessary subscriptions, lowering bills, and crafting a budget that fits your specific lifestyle. For someone like me who can easily lose track of expenses throughout every single day of the month, it's been eye-opening to see where I was overspending, stuff I don't use that I kept paying for, especially apps. Man, I was way too many apps. Rocket Money does the heavy lifting by analyzing your spending, then customizes notifications to help you stay within your budget goals. It's not just about saving money. It's about actively seeing and feeling your financial progress. It's a great feeling. They track your monthly subscriptions too. So many free trials I've signed up for that I forgot to, you know, get rid of before the free trial was done. Making it super easy to cancel the ones you don't use. A couple of clicks and you're putting money back in your pocket. I'm telling you, have you ever found hidden subscriptions or pay for services you forgot about? Because Rocket Money is a huge asset in helping to uncover those and even negotiate some of my bills down to up to like 20%. So if you're ready to take control of your finances and there's no better time than now because it is the beginning of the year, check out Rocket Money and see how much you could be saving. Stop wasting money on things you do not use. So to help support the channel and help support your wallet, visit rocketmoney.com slash rejects. Rocket Money currently has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. They've helped me and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. That's rocketmoney.com slash rejects. Your bank account will thank you. Hello there, esteemed viewer of The Real Rejects. Hi, Greg Alba, language connoisseur and worldly gentleman. I'm here to bestow upon you the secrets of Babel. Babbel is an engaging language learning app designed for real-life conversations, offering quick 10-minute lessons tailored by linguistic experts to effectively teach you a new language. Its conversation-based approach, enhanced with speech recognition technology, makes Babbel worth trying for anyone looking to learn at their own pace, anytime, anywhere. My dear friends, in this age of monolingual mundanity, 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 Babbel is our beacon of hope, crafted by an army of over 150 language experts. Their lessons are like linguistic caviar, rich, refined, and oh-so-satisfying. Personal tale of triumph. I once whispered sweet nothings in Spanish, or for the layman, Espanol, to my wife, courtesy of Babel. Her reaction, well, I'll tell you, she was utterly bewitched. Greg, you silver-tongued devil. No paraphrase. She exclaimed such vocabulary as I basked in the glory of my perfect pronunciation. Because Babel isn't just about learning words. It's about embracing the art of conversation with podcasts, live classes, and a veritable smorgasbord of interactive lessons. I know the words I'm saying. And their speech recognition? It's like having a personal language butler. Ensuring every syllable is impeccably crisp. Now brace yourselves for an offer of monumental proportions. Here's a special limited, limited, time. limited time. Deal for our viewers and listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription. But again, only for our viewers at babbel.com slash rejects. 55% off at babbel.com slash rejects. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash rejects. Rules and Join me, the Greg Albin, the adventure of language mastery at Babbel. We shall not just learn no, nay, we shall conquer the world of communication. Or as they say in Spanish, comunicación. <laughs> We're done with this ad. I think that is the key word for it, is that it did feel like it was about honoring uh, who she really was in her personal life. Like, that's what this movie shines like. You forget that she's becoming like super famous sometimes. Yeah, you know, whereas most biopics want to like explore the creation of this song, 
or uh, I mean, you're, they're usually guys first off. Yes. So, um, instead, they're usually like them dealing with the cheating and the spouses and, uh, yes. and the drugs and how fame's getting to them and all that stuff. And and like this, this is such a specific circumstance that she was dealt at such a young age, but there was such an innocence as well. Uh, but at the same time, like it's it's a very unique tale of, of of this communal experience with this family, and it's just funny. I, like I haven't seen any of the. I don't think I've seen the trailer for it. There was I think there was like a Netflix show miniseries uh, about her, and I feel like if this biopic were made today, there would be so much more on the nose type of writing. This is the weirdest part to me about the movie, where the times with the writing. And the direction where it could feel like a little bit biopic-y, soap opera-y, Hollywood lines. Yeah. Um, it never made me feel that way when it came to them talking about being Mexican-American and yeah. dealing with things that nowadays they might like go so far into like commentary and messaging. It just felt like characters of real people. Like Edward James Olmos and Jennifer Lopez were flat out phenomenal in this movie truth i don't really know the big works of edward james almost and to me i'm when i think of a performance move for the rest of my life i'm like i'm gonna think about this guy he's always great when he shows up but this is yeah gonna define an aspect of him for me he's so believable on every like everyone sounds so natural and i knew this movie was really working for me when in that first like 20 25 30 minutes you don't even you see jlo at the at the top of the movie and then you go back to her childhood and you don't see jlo for a while and i was like i'm so invested in in just this and <laughs> this like strange family band journey yeah and just watching the dinos watching the influence of the dad and 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 instilling his own dreams into his children and there's a lot um in a weird way that i did not think i'd be here saying that i identify with in terms of being uh italian filipino first generation and then when i was younger trying to do like acting and then just being around manually people who were like just full-on Caucasian known job most of my life and just like full white and I would be the guy who's like one of like two people who was not like looks like I'm half white Italian is white, right? Or is like what is like white? white? It's like a muddy I suppose, like, I think like the Ita- further time you see goes, Italian, the less certain I am. <laughs> like I, I've always been like I'm half white. Like that's how I've, 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 I've but but no one ever would look at me and go, you're a white guy. Mm. And especially when I would be in, uh, around white people, they'd be like, what's your ethnic? They would ask me like, what's your ethnicity? Where are you? Are you Mexican? Are you Latino? Are you Arab? Are you Persian? They can yeah. never pinpoint me. And then I would often feel with like family when I'd be around like my Italian side, but like, oh, I'm not Italian enough. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be around my Filipino side. I'm not Filipino enough. And then sometimes in certain social circles, you know, when they're like Filipino groups, I wouldn't feel like I belong. And and it was a constant case of I'm not enough of this. And then in like uh, like the time I dipped my toe into like when I was a teenager, going, it was a constant thing of like you are not enough of this. This constant like affirmation of, of, of uh, ethnic identification. 
And I really identify with that. And I also identified it with the fact of like my big passion for movies as interesting in relationship with my, with my dad when he was alive. It was so much instilled from, from my father, you know, like I essentially took on his dreams, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so there was so much, uh, I really, I, I was like, I was not expecting to, I, last thing I ever expected was like identify with, with this person in any way. And I, and it's kind of crazy that it's like, uh, none of it feels at all like a studio note of how to write it, uh, in terms oh. of these other, the, all these qualities I'm talking about, that I thought were so profound and strong and authentic things where I feel like nowadays, 2020s Hollywood often gets criticized for how, how they handle that kind of shit. Well, that whole and thing in the car would be Mexican American. Like yeah. Have I was like, like a damn. music swell or yeah. some shit. And like yeah. here it's like, he's just laying it down just straight, talking. Yeah. but yeah. it feels so li yeah. lived in and you can feel the intent of why he's telling them, not just why he's telling yeah. us. Because but, in that moment, you're like, oh, they are detached from the entire generation, you know, lifestyle that, you know, is right above them. You know? but, but again, this movie did such a great job. At, like, I was already picking up on it mm -hmm. before the movie said it. Yeah. Of like, damn, this woman, when they're setting up like... Um, uh, like how you know, women, female artist, uh, and then what uh, being Mexican, uh, all the things. It's like it was just hitting me like a like a little like you know snowball effect in my brain of, damn, this woman must have like broken so many barriers. Yeah, <laughs> that right. No one else had done yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, 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 and then the movie shows you with that, yeah. and for personal, and I love this. I love the sentiment. Of how she just wanted to pursue her dreams of being a big, and I don't know if it's true. I don't. I'm just taking the movie off face value. What I love is the the heart of the movie of its sentiment of of um, you know when the dad's like maybe those barriers weren't even there because she didn't ha care about those barriers in her mind. It wasn't yeah. something that she even thought about. So that's why like that's why it's so charming that whole news report scene. There's all this talk about being Mexican American. You don't speak Spanish enough. All these things, yeah. Yeah. and then she just goes there. She just like does her thing. Let but me like be myself. Not, not like not like I'm a rebel or anything like that. She just does her thing in an earnest way. Yeah. And uh, I I think that there was such sincerity in the performances. Like I, I loved the the husband as well and the whole family dynamic. It felt so authentic. But man, like Edward James almost and, and Jennifer Lopez, the two most important performances, yeah. gave such life and it never felt like they were trying to win a fucking Oscar. I know. <laughs> you know? No, it, it like really did. really good. It really they're did really feel good. like everyone just poured their love and effort into making this film as impactful and as resonant and, and as, you know, imbued with, I would imagine, her spirit as it could be. And I think yeah. it, it really, it shines across all departments and what I was loving there were just it, it's it's great to watch a movie and have so many different things to look at throughout and be like, man, this is great. I'm really appreciating the artistry of that. Like, definitely, even just the performances, the writing being good enough would have been fine. But like, everyone showed up and they made this like a distinct film. And even for the '90s, like it feels like a tangible piece that isn't too dated. It's dated just enough to kind of pull you out of the the present moment in time and kind of make you feel like you're someplace else. But but yeah, like. I've never heard Gregory Nava's name before, but I'm like, damn, like this guy must have really had a passion, you know, to, to fight to be the one to tell this story. Because, you know, again, from the whole crew down and the editing and the sound and the, and the performances and all that stuff and the script and like everything. Yeah, it was just. You haven't so seen Angel Eyes? No. 
Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to think. I'm like, maybe I haven't seen that many Jennifer Lopez movies. You've seen what? One more than me? Two more maybe than me? Seen, like, yeah. I gotta I, go on the, the like, whole journey. I guess I haven't really seen Jennifer Lopez movies. So I'm like, go. look at that. This shit. Well, these are her exact producer credits. We gotta go the actor actress credits. She's got 127 actress credits. How many of those aren't a music video? That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, she did the mother. Okay. Yeah. She did a, a nice oh, the age boy movie. next door. Yeah, her. Right. Definitely. I think I've just seen so many trailers. Plan. I've, I, like I've monster seen monster in law. Seen a monster in law. Jersey girl. Oh, she's in Jersey girl. Apparently, I haven't seen the cell. I haven't seen out of sight. Anaconda. Oh, I've never seen Anaconda. Oh yeah, I've seen Anaconda. Oh damn, loser. Yeah, back when Owen Wilson was on. I think I think we've seen the same amount of Jennifer Lopez movies except for one, John. Yeah, what? Which one? The Cell. Have you seen The Cell? No, I've seen Anaconda. Oh yeah, you've seen Anaconda. Well, lucky (laughs) you. Usually people go, oh, Jilo was movie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) First thing you think of. Not Owen C. Wilson. Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) That's what I'm gonna think of now. Ramona was her name in Hustlers. There you go. There you go. Uh, Mama Stripper's easy room. Mama Stripper. Mama Strip. Mama Stripper. Mama say, Mama saw. Now I'm just looking up fun facts about Jennifer Lopez, not the movie. (laughs) Yeah, let's just read the J Lo history. Let's let's watch a J Lo biopic now. Oh my gosh, he lived with the Quintanilla Perez family. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, that family dynamic, man, like it it just felt like people the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they recorded in the same uh, studio she actually recorded oh, her nice. English album in, the, the I Could Fall in Love scene. Wow, she became the highest paid Latina woman in Hollywood history by playing Selena, earning a then unheard of $1 million, breaking barriers. Breaking a barrier as an actress as well? She's still so hot. She has not lost it. What was wrong with me? When we saw Jennifer Lopez and, and oh Ben Affleck at the Flash premiere, the I, didn't even, I didn't even look at her. I was just looking at oh. Ben Affleck. Of course you were. <laughs> of course me. you were. Just, that's Ben Affleck. I didn't even look at Jennifer It's the Lopez. only room where everyone would be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you there for? Oh, yeah, shit. Jennifer Lopez is also here. Apparently, the sister who played the drums didn't actually play the drums, and she just wanted the part so bad. She just said she did. <laughs> Must have had to learn. Why? Oh my god! All righty, guys. Well, thank you so so much for being here. Um, I had a great time with this movie. Uh, very unexpected. Likewise. Um, I don't know why it's unexpected. It's, it's, people love the hell out of this movie, so I should be so surprised. Yeah. But seriously, John, just look at her today. I won't show these photos on screen, but my God, just holy shit. She's got shit. the adrenochrome. Holy she shit. knows the way. She's going to stay young forever. I love that song on the floor. It's my favorite J-Lo song. Hey. Have you danced to it mm-hmm. on the floor? She's on the special, John. <laughs> yeah. We should, uh, we should go find her, and then you should propose. Cause like, how could your wife be mad if you brought home J Lo? That's true. I'm like, you get to have Ben. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't trade. You get sad Dunkin' Donuts you every upgrade, day, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we both do. This is a strategic move for both of our well beings. Jesus. All right, guys. Well. What's your favorite Jennifer Lopez movie that is not so we Yes. Leave your thoughts down below. Tell us. And don't say Hustlers. Yeah, you, you don't cheat. Dig back. 
pick a pick a pick a interesting choice. Hustler's good though. Alrighty. Thanks, guys. Anissa. We should Anissa's like the Valentine of the channel. If you could make like, you know, the channel itself and the Patreon just roll them up into one humanoid being. And that being was like, I gotta get some of those branded printout, you know, Valentine's Day cards that we used to put way too much, you know, like stake into his kids. Like, oh my god, am I gonna get one? Like we would we would get all of them and give them to you because mm -hmm. you've been such a loving, supportive sexual, you know, sexual <laughs> presence in the <laughs> Patreon. I have a t-shirt, in fact, that you've guys printed up. Remember that t-shirt that they printed up that that says uh I don't know how many words to say in, in something. You you know, v uh, V words are what is it? Not that bad or, or kind of cool. I gotta go look at this shirt. It's in my car, but uh, you know, you yeah are just you need to tone it down, all right? Because uh, your libido is way overactive, and frankly, it's taking over a lot of the focus from what we do here. So I mean, yeah. there are lots of other websites you can you know uh, engage on that level through and also monetize you know why why give it away for free when you can uh have people pay for it uh collider.com that's right collider.com <laughs> just start putting your content on the collider comment sections and see how far that takes you. It's grassroots pull yourself up by uh, the laces of your knee high platform Bootstraps. high heel boots yeah, tote bags, Anissa. But in all seriousness, we love you very much, and uh, and it's it's we're overdue. I feel like one day we will have to find ourselves in the great state of Tejas so that you can take us for pizza. But uh, I still think back to that day we all hung out. It was a good time, and uh, no she never food. paid me back for that pizza. I know. So we are, you know, if you could just add that on top of the next month's pledge. Uh, that would we, be great. When we took her out for games and stuff. Yeah, she didn't I, even I thought once she would, bother to offer to I pay. think that, that would mean she would increase her pledge. But Wow, Anissa, way to take a hint. Pledge went down. Yeah. Why give if you're not going to get something back in return? Yeah, seriously. First you come in here, you know, with all your sexual content, and then you don't even bother to, you know, give us more money. <laughs> But we love you still. <laughs> the goal of all these shoutouts is to get to the place where you will never know which part was sincere and which part was a joke. <laughs> and all of it's a little suspicious. But either way, f pizza is the best food to shape like a heart. Prove me wrong, Anissa. Come up with something better than that. Anyway, we love you. This is the actual serious part, and uh, thank you for being so <laughs> dedicated to just bringing your lovely energy here to the Patreon and the various other places. Uh, you're real, a real one, as John Bernthal would say, who's you know the most romantic. Uh, that's right. It's raised the it's raised the chicken wings. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so uh, hey, you know, just keep those hot sauces coming. We'll talk to you next month. <laughs> Love you. <laughs>